you don't know how much courage it took for Nat to come up here because Nat's a very quiet person who wants to live a very quiet life, enjoy her life. She, uh, That's because she said she went to Duke and I went to Carolina. Oh, one went to Duke, one went to Carolina, so they got a little contest going here. But let me tell you, I, I have known Nat and, and her husband who has passed away, um, and they are very devoted people to the environment. You know, one of the things that really is alarming about this industry is that they, they tell us and the state regulates them as a zero discharge system. Now, what that means is that they are not permitted with their NPDES permits, the same kind of permits that, get, that are given to wastewater treatment plants. This NPDES permit says they're not allowed to discharge one drop of hog waste to the environment of North Carolina. We recently had them before Judge Gray at the administrative courts challenging their NPDES permit. And what's interesting about that is the industry, through their lawyers, their swine lawyers, I'm telling you, they got plenty of money. So they got all these lawyers in there. I got 12, 13 lawyers, and here's Jeff Odafee and I in there against all these lawyers, some of the highest priced lawyers that money can buy. And they're telling Judge Gray that there's zero discharge system. So what's the problem? So we looked at Judge Gray and we said, Judge Gray, if it's a zero discharge system, why is, why is 60 miles of the Trent River listed as impaired due to hog farms? And he said, is that true? We said, of course it's true. Take a look at the, the um, uh, 303D list. It's listed by the state and the federal government. Well, next year, it won't be listed anymore. So the problem has been solved. It's been solved not because the river is any cleaner. It's going to be solved because they're going to delist it from uh, the, the federal list that lists all of our impaired waters. You know, really is remarkable because as you fly over the Trent River, and it was my first experience with hog farms. It was why I contacted Don Webb, who was advocating up in Wilson and Greene County. I, when I was first a riverkeeper on the Noose River, I knew the river was having problems. But I'll tell you the truth, I, had, I didn't know where the problems were coming from. I was pretty dumb in some ways. I thought it was all coming from wastewater treatment plants. And a certain amount was, and probably, and be honest, a good amount of it was coming from wastewater treatment plants. But what I didn't know was what else was doing it. And I had a friend named Phil Bowie who was a pilot, and I said, Phil, will you fly me around the river so I can see what's going on off the river? I can see what's going on from my boat, but I need to get out, get in the air, and take a look. So we flew up the Trent River, and boy, was that an eye-opener. As you got up the Trent River above Trenton, North Carolina, one hog farm, another, 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 side by side, side by side, by the creeks, by the river, by the wetlands, everywhere you look. And the closer you get to Duplin County, because Duplin County isn't very far, you get out of Jones County, you get out of Craven and the Jones, and you get into uh, uh, the Jacksonville area is Onslow County, and then you're right over in Duplin, and it happens in an airplane in a matter of minutes. But the further we flew down in towards Duplin County, it was multiple hog farms everywhere you looked. And I knew at that point, just by common sense, no science involved, that you can't put that many cesspools in a small area of the coastal plain of North Carolina without damaging the water. 
And that's when the advocacy against hog farms began for me. And that was a long, long time ago. Then I met up with Don Webb. I'll tell you an interesting story about meeting up with Don Webb. Uh, Don Webb it was, uh, had me, uh, he, he invited me up into um, uh, Stantonburg, North Carolina, a little town called Deep Creek, I think it is, and, or Black Creek, Black Creek, a little town. And while I was up there, we had stopped at a, he had showed me a number of hog farms that, that were problems, that he had seen the hog waste running out into the street ditch. And one of them was on a slope down to a ditch that went along the street. And he took me to the edge and he said, Rick, this is a real problem farm. And then we went and had some lunch. And guess what? I was there with, with a reporter from the NNO and meeting with Don. Um, Julia Power Reeves was her name. She's not working for the NNO anymore. But we went to have lunch in this little restaurant. And there was the pork council taking around a TV crew from Fox TV here in Raleigh. Well, I was brand new riverkeeper, first riverkeeper in North Carolina. Nobody knew what a riverkeeper was. So Don Webb pointed out those people. He knew them. And Julie Reeves and I walked over and we said, I said, I'm Rick Dove. I'm the riverkeeper. He said, what's a riverkeeper? And I said, oh, just a guy who goes out and takes care of the river. And, and then I said, can we join you in your news coverage with Fox TV? Because they were going to take Fox TV out to this real spruced up hog farm over there in Greene County. And they said, sure. They wouldn't do that today, I promise you. But they said, sure. So they took us over to this facility. And I'll remember this as long as I live. Took us over to this facility. And, and they asked me, the hog industry did, if I would go on camera and talk about what I was looking at on this hog farm. And I said, sure. <laughs> go on camera. <laughs> so I went on camera and I looked around. Now, Don Webb's not with me anymore. But just right down the road was that farm he had pointed to. And I said, I said on the, before the TV screen, I said, well, this is a farm. I can't find a thing wrong with it. I said, are they all this way? And the guy said, yeah, from the Hoggins, they all this way. I said, well, then I want to go on camera. I want to go to the one that's down on the crossroads, and I named where it was. I said, will you take me and this TV crew to that site? Well, there was Lois Britt, and there was a number of lawyers that represented the hog industry, members of the Port Council, Murphy Family Farms. And they got in their cars. They knew they had a problem on their hands. They got in their cars, and instead of driving right to the farm, they went on a circuitous route that went all the way through the countryside. It took us about 45 minutes to make a 10-minute run. And Julie Reeves was in my truck with me driving around. When we finally got to that farm, the front gate was closed. Well, what a big surprise that was. And then Lois came out and said, Rick, we're not going to be able to visit this farm today because they're closed down, they're not operating, and we can't get in there. But while she was telling me that, I was already walking to the back of my truck putting on my big boots. And then I walked down that field with boots. Now, those boots were up to my knees. And as I began to walk in that field, I was sinking almost up to my mid-calf in hog feces and, 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 and fields that were so saturated with water and hog manure that I was sinking. I could hardly walk down that hill. Well, then here's all these lawyers and all these representatives of Murphy Family Farms following me with their Gucci shoes on. No boots. No boots. Now, this is a true story. And they were sinking into their calves as they were walking down this hill. And we finally got down to where the field sloped down and met the ditch. And we're at the bottom. And one of the lawyers pointed his finger at me, cautioned me. He says, you can't say that there's anything wrong here because if you do, we can sue you. I said, well, let me ask you a question. 
You just walk down here. What do you think you walked in? And, of course, you could smell it. You could see it. You could feel it. He knew what it was. We wouldn't answer the question. And then the next thing I said is, look at that ditch right there. You could see it running off the field, going into the ditch. That ditch goes down to the highway, and it goes down to the rivers and streams. And his statement to me was, you can't prove that. You better not say that on camera because the camera wasn't running. But my video camera was as I was walking down. I had it by my side, so it was all recorded. But I said, well, we can solve the problem. Let me take a water sample. Let me take it to the lab, and we'll figure out what's in the water. No, sir, you may not take a water sample. And I said, I know what's in that ditch. You know what's in that ditch, and you need to stop lying about it. That was 1993, and I will tell you today that if that, that farm shut down there. Don Webb finally fought that farm to the point that it got shut down. But I'll tell you today, what, that's, what we saw on that farm is happening all over eastern North Carolina, and all these years have passed by. 1993 to today, and that situation is pretty much the same anywhere you go in eastern North Carolina. The industry has been very, very successful in beating us back over the years, holding on to these lagoons and spray fields. And, um, you know, this is the year we, we, have, we have committed ourselves to changing. This is the year we're going to do that. Uh, I'm running out of voice. Uh, anybody else want to come up and talk on the mic? If not, if nobody comes up, maybe we'll turn the TV on for a while. Would anybody else like to have something to say? Nat, you want a second crack at the mic? No, I, I knew that would be the answer. Well, you folks that are walking by, let me just end with this. The, uh, the hogs in North Carolina, you know how much hog weight? Stop for just a minute. Just, just a minute. Let me tell you this, because I won't hold you up long. But nobody really has a, a real understanding of just how much hog poop is being produced in eastern North Carolina. Can you all stop just for a minute and hear what i got to say? I promise you. I... Yeah, but... You... <laughs> Let me, just, let me just tell you this. The hogs in eastern North Carolina each and every day are producing more fecal matter, more poop, than would be produced by all the people in the following states combined. North Carolina, California, New York, Texas, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, and North Dakota. And what they do with that waste is they put it on, it's stored in lagoons until the lagoon fills up, and then after that they slop it on fields under the pretext of growing crops. Many of these crops are disregarded on the edge of the field where they rot away like they're Bermuda grass. And this is how they get rid of all of that waste. Imagine if all the waste from all those people each and every day was trained into North Carolina and we were dumping it on fields of eastern North Carolina. There would be an outrage. And the members of the General Assembly would say, we're not going to have that. We're not going to accept all that poop in North Carolina from all those states. Let them take care of it themselves. But the truth is, it's happening every day because we have 10 million hogs in North Carolina. We only have 8 million people, more hogs than people. A hog grows from the size of your fist to 250 pounds in five months. That's an eating machine. And where does all the feed come for those animals? You might think it comes from the farms that grow the hogs. No. Does it come from farmers in North Carolina? No. They used to train it in on two trains from Nebraska and Iowa every day. But then when they found out they could buy it cheaper in Brazil, they began bringing it in by ships to Brazil. So it's time for us to get rid of lagoons and spray fields. It's time to make this industry spend some of the billion dollars they have net profited over the last five years. We don't want the Tucker Bill. The Tucker Bill is a stinker. 
The Tucker Bill would simply throw a tarp over a lagoon and capture methane gas, and then we'll be stuck with the, tuck, with, with, with the lagoons for another 20 years. What we need in North Carolina are the alternative technologies that have been developed and that are in place right now. They've been, in, they've, been, they've been tested by NC State University. They are more expensive. We know that. But anything will be more expensive than an outhouse, which is what they're using now. So what we need is no Tucker. We need the Alberson bill. And then we need to find some brave member of the North Carolina General Assembly who's willing to step forward and add an amendment to the Alberson bill that sets a date certain, maybe five years down the road, that says after that date, the use of a lagoon in Sprayfield will no longer be authorized in North Carolina. That'll force change to the industry. Now, is that unreasonable? Let me tell you this. In 1995, Governor Hunt came forward and said in 10 years, it was his prediction, in 10 years, every lagoon in North Carolina would be gone because he understood. And in writing, it's on my website, nooseriver.com, he said in writing that he understood all the damaging problems and effects with the operation of the lagoon system. He said it'd be gone in 10 years. Well, he was maxed out of term after two terms. He couldn't run again. The Attorney General, who was then Attorney General Mike Easley, now our governor, began running for office. Go to the website again, nooseriver.com, and look at what candidate Mike Easley said to all of us back in 2000. Here's what he said, in five years at the most, but hopefully in less than five years, every lagoon would be gone from North Carolina. He said that in 2000. If what's written on my watch is correct, this is 2007. So it's long past his date. But after he made that promise, we never heard another peep from him about what he was going to do to get rid of lagoons and spray fields until this year. Now, what we're hearing, I haven't seen anything in print from the governor, but what we're hearing this year is he supports the Albertson bill and he does not support the Tucker bill. And we're hoping that he's working quietly behind the scenes to get Albertson in and not let Tucker be attached as an amendment. But I'll tell you this, if it happens that we end up with Albertson and Tucker again, then the governor's going to share part of the responsibility for that. It's been seven years He's had plenty of time to get this fixed. So I hope that he pulls off and, 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 and carries out his promise because a promise made is a dead unpaid. And the governor owes us what he promised us when he ran for office.